guys, and welcome to Odson Serie A, 13th match day after the international break. Danny, if someone forgot, we had Derby de la Madonina with a draw. We have Napoli also dropping points, and we are ready to analyze a new match day. How are you, Danny? I'm well, and we have Italy in the playoff for the World <laughs> Cup. Anyway, <laughs> Inter Napoli, Lazio Juventus, Fiorentina Milan. I mean, if that doesn't get you excited into this Serie A weekend, nothing will. Let's go. I didn't want to mention the Italy going to the no, no, playoffs. We are. We are. And guys, don't forget, leave your comments below with your predictions, your tips, or ask Danny any questions about Serie And of course, don't forget to click on the like, subscribe, and click on the bell to get notifications. So now, let's go on with the show. And the first uh, game we have, Danny, let's start in the north, in Bergamo, Atalanta, Spezia. We are saying that Atalanta, they are not doing a great season, but they are now in Champions League spots. Actually, fourth with uh, 21 points because they beat uh, Cagliari in the last match day with Zapata scoring the winner. Zapata scoring for Atalanta, not that lucky when he's playing for Colombia. But Danny, Atalanta, they have to improve a lot when they are playing at home. Uh, they are not winning when they are playing in Bergamo. Spezia is actually a good team again to beat and be ready also for this important game in the Champions League. Atalanta unbeaten in five. No clean sheets though in Serie A since 4 September and I think this is was holding them back. But are we seeing Atalanta start clicking again? We know a lot depends on the form of Ilicic, for example, who's been really good, but he's a very mercurial player. Sometimes he turns up, sometimes he doesn't. They are fourth in the table where they should be. Uh, Zapata back from the qualifiers. So this is going to be a question mark for them in which form obviously the South American player is going to be. Also because they got a problem with this with this striker partner, Muriel. Only one goal so far this season. He was injured as well. They need to get him on the score sheet more if they want to challenge perhaps even for the title in Serie A. I feel they are equipped uh, to do it. Of, of course, this is a very uh, tough period of fixtures for Atalanta. They'll play young boys away uh, next time. Um, and, you know, uh, in, the, um, in Serie A, uh, to be fair, they've been poor so far. Only one win at home, a slow mm. start, which normally means or it meant in previous season that they were then out of the title race comes uh, March, April. So anyway, Atalanta think they're doing really well with all the injuries they've had. Uh, for example, they're playing players out of position. Uh, Deruna centre-back, Mele uh, next to the strikers. So, you know, it's a real... Like we say, probably the team that's got the more European mentality in Italy, the way they play, beating from the back, intensive, uh, high press, a quick exchange of passes, is very dynamic. So they have to be praised for that. And obviously, once they will get everyone back, they will be a threat. But will they be close enough to the top of the table? For example, Gosens, who's the best wing back in Italy, is only going to be back in mid-December. Uh, Spezia is uh, two points above the drop. Uh, they got the youngest uh, team in uh, Serie A. The worst defense, 26 goals conceded. But 
you know, uh, this is a, also a team that seems to play always quick football, uh, quick transitions. They like to have the ball. So Thiago Motta, uh, you know, had to cope with a lot of injuries. He's been unlucky, but he also showed some good things, as I said, with a uh, young group of players. Away from home, they've not been great. 18 goals conceded for home, and we're looking, as I said, are one of the worst defense in Serie A. Atalanta, Asian handicap. Minus 1.5, which means if they win by two goals or more, you win 1.85. Only, only one victory this season away for Spezia was in uh, Venezia and Atalanta 10 points uh, difference gap with Napoli in the top of the table. Let's see if they are still on time to catch them up. Uh, David is going for both teams to score. Always uh, is good when Atalanta is playing going for goals. Especially last season. This season they are struggling a little bit more, uh, especially with the Colombian strikers, as I said. For sure, they are not happy after the games in the Comeball qualifiers, Danny. So let's go to the capital. Lazio Juve, what a game this one. And I'm kind of surprised to see the odds because Juventus, they are favorites, uh, odds uh, 2.45. But remember their last game, again, struggling a lot at home to beat Fiorentina 1 0 only with Cuadrado scoring in the last minute. They are showing all their problems in Serie A. And Lazio, after some struggle, they are now back uh, in a good form. David Salernitana, they played a great game in Bergamo against Atalanta. David Fiorentina, that's why I wouldn't trust also Juve in this trip to Rome. It's hard to trust Juve considering uh, how inconsistent they have been so far this season. Yes, they got the result against Fiorentina, but only when Fiorentina was down to 10 men, really. It was just uh, the three points, the only positive things from that game. They looked poor back again. Again, they looked a bit unbalanced. Uh, Allegri, if he goes with Morata, Dybala and Chiesa, sacrifice the cover on the midfield. Uh, sometimes at the back, uh, they... They have, they have also some issues uh, there. They don't seem very focused. They're going to miss Chiellini for this one. They're going to miss Bernardeschi. Andy Bala, probably, who picked up an injury with Argentina. Check the lineups anyway, because Dybala might be playing. The good news for uh, Juventus is that Morata comes back with a lot of confidence after scoring with Spain. And we know that Morata is the kind of player that, you know, his confidence goes up and down very quickly. And when he's <laughs> in confidence, he can score. But otherwise, it could be it could be tricky for him. But, you know, that's, that's the hope for Juventus. Let's see what kind of um, formation um, Allegri chooses if again is Rabio deployed on the left hand side of the midfield, which didn't work uh, particularly well, or if it's going to change uh, something. Probably there are obviously the injuries to uh, deal with how Cuadrado is going to come back from the international break with um, Colombia. No clean sheets away so far for Juventus, apart from uh, the derby. This is a team that, after all, is set up sometimes too defensively and they do struggle to create chances. They've been struggling to create chances all seasons long. And now they play Lazio against the old friend or enemy, Sarri, of course, the last manager to win the title with Juventus, who then got sacked. Lazio, they won the last four games at home. They always beat the big teams. They beat Inter, they beat uh, Roma, uh, they beat Fiorentina. So, you know, they are obviously um, they are obviously um, 
it, it, it is it is a good it is a very good side but they might be uh, without uh, immobile um, they might they might be without immobile for uh, for this one and he's trying at least to um, to to recover by after he missed the international break with Italy score nine goals more than Juventus in this uh, in this league 25 goals scored against 16 they look a bit more balanced since Sarri decided to uh, put Cataldi in the middle of the field instead of Leiva a very young dynamic so he can cover the runs of Luis Alberto they're not going to lose this one, I think. I'm going to be conservative. Lazio, Asian handicap, zero. I like the odds for Lazio. David is saying that the Juve has no chance if Immobile is playing. Check the lineups before the game. And Idris is going for goals as well. Both teams to score again in this game. Lazio, Juve, as you said, Lazio, very dangerous when they are playing against big teams. Uh, on the contrary, let's go to Florence. Fiorentina, Milan, Fiorentina, they are playing well against Inter, for instance, against Roma, the Olympico, against Juve, but they are losing all these uh, games and now they are facing Milan, that they are still on top of the table after the draw. In the derby, away, they won five, they only drew one against Juventus, that's why, Dani, I like a lot these odds for Milan. Also because they've been the best away team last season and they continue to be a very, very good away team this season if you don't consider uh, the Champions League five wins, one draw in Serie A playing away. Let's start with Fiorentina. Uh, you know, I think they are doing the right stuff. They're playing good possession football. They occupy the right areas, the entire width of the pitch. The problem is that they don't create enough big chances. They don't create those real clear-cutting chances and they always lost against the big teams so far this season. Lost against Juventus, probably they didn't deserve to lose. Lost against Inter, uh, lost against Lazio, lost against Napoli and Roma in the first game of the season. So there might be a little bit of an inferiority complex, if you like, and recently the form is not been great. Two wins, two defeats. The last two home games were to clean sheets, but against Spezia and Cagliari. And then there is another big question mark. Vlaovic. is always Vlaovic. Vlaovic, we know, is going to leave at the end of the season. His contract is up in 2023. Um, you know, it's a huge disappointment for the club and for uh, the, perhaps, you know, even the supporters, of course. But is Vlaovic doing his best against big teams? He hasn't scored yet against big teams so far this season, but we know he's been scoring a lot of goals in Serie A. So again, there's always that cloud hanging over them, you know. But when you talk about Fiorentina, I think you have to praise Italiano because he's using the squad well. He rotates the players a lot. You know, he's also using players that were almost forgotten. Saponara, by the way, one of the best attacking midfielders. Benassi, Duncan. So they need just maybe a little bit more of time to gel together. They might be with Without Nico Gonzalez, who could be really threatening, although he recovered for COVID. And then Milan, uh, good derby. They deserve a point. I think Inter had more chances, but in the end, Milan finished strongly. They are the second top scorer. Uh, again, got a very deep squad this, this season, and Pioli is making sure everyone is focused, everyone looks like they know uh, what uh, they're doing. And also, they are top of the league, but let's not forget, they have played 
all the top teams in Italy. So this is Fiorentina. It's basically the last of the top teams they have played, whereas Napoli, which we talk about in a minute, haven't had such a tough calendar so far. So going forward, perhaps Milan are favorite at least to be campioni d'inverno, no? the champions of the winter, which is very important, but it counts for nothing. But, you know, normally in Italy, who's champions of the winter then eventually wins the league statistically. Next game for Milan is Atletico Madrid away. I wonder if getting knocked out of the Cups altogether in Europe will help them as it did for Inter last year. You know, um, tactically, Milan really, really interesting, especially when they play with the two fullbacks coming inside of the pitch. So again, we saw some variation from last season and obviously the fact that Teo Hernandez is back is going to be a boost for them. Ibe up front uh, confirmed over 2.5 goals, 190. Also, Rui Pedro is going for over 2.5 goals and both teams to score. And David yes. is also questioning himself, Danny, whether Pioli is going to rest some players for that key game against Atletico, but probably is more important Serie A right now for Milan. Absolutely. As you Absolutely. I mean, the... Atletico Madrid is for the pride. Yeah. I mean, it's, you don't want to go out uh, with a point or zero point in. The Champions League, but in the end of the day, look at what Inter did last year as soon as they came out of the Europe altogether. You know, uh, it, it, it is difficult to balance. They're not going to go to Atletico Madrid to get beaten, but surely the best 11 is going to play in Florence for sure. Mm -hmm. Fiorentina Milan over 2.5 goals is done in steep. Then on Sunday, Sassuolo, Cagliari Sassuolo is still one of the biggest disappointments of, la of this season. Last season, they were very close to qualify for European competitions and the things are not getting better, Danny. They lost uh, against Udinese, back-to-back -back defeats because their last home game was also a defeat against Empoli. Luckily for them, they are facing Cagliari who are not getting better for defeats in a row. Mazzarri, the old-fashioned guy, is not working. Not really. And none of the signing of Cagliari this season are working. It is a team that, if you look on paper, should be middle of the table, you know, Nandez, Godin, Strotman, Caceres, Joao Pedro, Keita Balde, all experienced players, but probably not put together really, really well. I think they, they lack something in the middle of the pitch, a holding midfielder. I know they're missing Rog for long-time injury, but it cannot be just an, an excuse. So, yeah, with Cagliari, it's not quite. It's not working. They, 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 they. You know, they start games slowly. Uh, they often go behind. Four defeats in a row. Worst defense of Serie A alongside Salernitana and Spezia. Twenty-six goals conceded. Uh, they just. They are three points off salvation, bottom of the table, as we said. And they face a Sassuolo team that should be hungry because they have come from the back of two defeats, consecutive defeats, after beating Juventus in Torino. Maybe they suffer a little bit from hangover from that. A massive win. They conceded five in the last uh, two games, uh, three or defeats already at home, and they were all deserved, but probably the one against Inter where they should have got at least a point. They don't keep many clean sheets. So we are, it's like seeing the team against the Zerbi, really, now with Dionisi. It, it needs time to to gel uh, together, but I think the, the proposition is good. Uh, 
possession football, playing in the opposition half. Uh, but, you know, it's about really finding the balance against Udinese. They were mi- they were missing Maxim Lopez. Uh, now they're going to have him back alongside Fratesi. So it is it is a team that always going to dominate possession. I think they're going to have a lot of chances. Uh, going on the Asian handicap corners could be a good idea for this one, but I chose uh, Sassuolo to win the first half, 217. Mm-hmm. Rui Pedro is going for Sassuolo to win. Ambos teams to score, no. So Sassuolo to win to nil. Yeah. This is a must win for Sassuolo. And let's go to two teams that they are doing great, in my opinion, in this first uh, third of the season. At the Dalara, we have Bol- Bologna Venezia because Bologna, they are in the middle of the table, I think, where they should be. Ninth after beating Sandoria away, back-to-back victories because also they were able to beat Cagliari, whereas Venezia, Dani, how they celebrated the victory against Roma was a huge thing for Zanetti's men. Away, though, only one victory against Empoli. That's why the odds are very low, actually, for Bologna. 1.71 only for Mihailovic. Extremely low for a surprise. I think they are the surprise package of Serie A so far. In, in the meantime, hi to Abdul and Frederick, who wrote us in the chat. Bologna, as I said, surprise back-to-back wins uh, in Serie A. They are looking at a European uh, position. Who knows? But I think the aim for this season is to finish at least in the top 10. Uh, they got players in good form. Since Mihailovic switched to 3-5-2, uh, they look more solid. Uh, they got more freedom for Arnautovic, Barro and Soriano going forward. The midfield uh, protect them a lot. And then they got, you know, young players that are interesting. Skowolzer, we saw him scoring again for Denmark. He already scored six for his national team. and doesn't normally start for Bologna. Schouten as well is a good is a good player. Hickey, the young uh, Scottish uh, fullback, only lost to Milan at home this season. And that was a freak game. They were in 9v11, two red card for Bologna. And they resisted well for over uh, 20 minutes. So I can see why they are favorites. And now comes Venezia, who must win for them against Roma. Maybe a little bit lucky, because if you look at how many chances Roma has had, and also the penalty incident for Venezia, you know, wasn't really, really a penalty. We don't know, you know, we, we don't go there. But uh, yeah, I think Venezia perhaps collected more than what they deserve against Roma, and they're a very clinical uh, team. Um, they don't create much. They don't score much. 11 goals scored is the second worst attack in Serie A, so the average is less than one goal per game, but they are three points above the drop. It's a team that uh, knows when to wait and how to counter-attack with the right timing. It reminds me a bit of Spezia last year in Serie A. So that shows you that even if you don't have the superstars or the big players, if you have right ideas and you have a right system, people know what to do, uh, things can work for you. And yes, that's what Paolo Zanetti is doing. The team is very adaptable. Uh, and, you know, it's got players in midfield, especially Buzio, Ampadu, Perez. These are all players that know how to start the play, the counter-attack, with the right timing. And in fact, the transitions are often very quick. Look at the third goal that they scored against uh, Roma. Uh, over 1.5 goals, one, sorry, one, over 1.5 goals in the second half, two. Okay, then Dani, drama, Salernitana, Sandoria, two teams that are now in relegation zone. Probably also Daversa is risking his job as a Sampdoria manager, another defeat for them. 
against Bologna at home. Three straight defeats and Salernitana as well being thrashed by Lazio. At the beginning of the season, we said that uh, some, they were having bad results because the calendar was very bad. But now, Danny, they are not getting better. No, absolutely. And they are the biggest disappointment of the Serie A so far. Uh, they shouldn't be in the relegation zone at all. I understand the change of management, but, you know... They are the same players as last year. They're just not performing really well. And I thought actually with the acquisition of Caputo up front, they would have increased their scoring opportunities. Three defeats in a row, only two clean sheets so far in a Serie A, but they also lack creativity up front. This is a team that concedes a lot of chances, but doesn't create. And it cannot be just down to the fact that now they're missing Damsgaard. When he comes back, when he comes back, we don't know. He's going to be really important for them. But it just really, a lot of things are not clicking. Quagliarella, only one goal so far this season. Caputo, just a couple. Uh, they are worrying. They are a bit like Cagliari. Uh, good names, uh, players with experience, but not fighting perhaps enough at the moment. Salernitana, uh, well, they'll be, they'll be pleased to play a team on their league because, again, the top teams have lost them all. And nonetheless, 3-0 at the previous weekend against Lazio. It's, it is a newly promoted side that often create chances. They hit the post twice against Lazio. They hit the post seven times so far in Serie A. Only Roma has done better or worse with eight. But they look very easy to break down. 26 goals conceded, 12 goals conceded at home. Now what happens with Colantuono, with a new manager, which they had since three weeks, is trying to establish a more possession-based uh, football, playing more in wide areas. Whereas under Castori, he was really throwing it long, winning the second ball, and try to, uh, to create um, something. So basically, yes, this is a team that, again, is trying to rebuild. Uh, they will get back a couple of injured players for this game. La Sana Koulibaly, for example. Three up front goes Colantuono. Simi, Bonazzoli, Ribery. Exciting against one of the worst defense so far in Serie A. Salernitana to score first at the Arechi, which pays a lot. 2.20. Yep, pays well. Difficult to go for the outright market in this Salernitana Sam. No team is uh, worth our trust, for no. sure. Then, Danny, the game of the games of this match yes. day, Inter Milan-Napoli, partita, Scudetto, even if we are in November. Yeah, no. uh, Inter, they are third. We know that, that they drew against Milan at home. They won everything except uh, two draws and Napoli, probably. We are seeing already some cracks. Uh, we didn't trust them against uh, Verona, and actually they drew again. It looks like they don't like uh, Verona at all. What do you expect uh, here in this Inter-Napoli? I, I tend to be more with Inter, actually. Look, I don't know because at the moment, I think Inter, if you look at the games they had against top teams, uh, they played well, or at least they, were, they played well partially, but they never beat them. They haven't beaten Juventus, they haven't beaten Atalanta, they haven't beaten Milan, they lost to Lazio. And especially against uh, Juventus and, and uh, Milan, they had the best chances. They imposed the rhythm for 60 minutes or so, but they couldn't convert them. They look sometimes a little bit rushed or sometimes a little bit complacent. I wonder if Inter knows how strong they are. They are the champions of Italy, but they need to take the next step to be 
really consistent and really, really good. At the moment, they seem to be happy and content just to be a strong team. But I think, obviously, they know they need more. The thing, the thing is, with Inzaghi, they create better quality of attacks, better quality of chances. We can say that the game is flowing better for Inter. They're not just relying on the counter-attack, but there is that balance as well, the sturdiness, the being hard to beat. They consider far too many goals. And yes, sometimes those grinned 1-0 result that in the end won Conte de Scudetto, nonetheless a 1-0 against Napoli last season, which Inter didn't deserve to win the game, but they managed to get them, is probably what is uh, lacking them a, a, a little bit. I think um, this is going to be a real, real test because Inter needs to start winning the big games. I know that last year they only won them towards the end of the season, but this is a key one considering that uh, Napoli had a tough calendar so far, but Milan hasn't. So, you know, the gap might widen. For Inter, there are some issues with injuries. Dzeko, might not, be, might not be back. Barella played injured against Italy and he played poorly and we saw it. He should not have played. Bastoni is injured. Sanchez picked up an injury with Chile. The next game for Inter is massive because it's Shakhtar Donex at home. They must win in the to qualify. There is a lot at stake. And Napoli comes to Milan on the back of... I would say a bit of an unlucky game against Verona because they hit the post twice. But it's true that uh, they couldn't impose the rhythm they couldn't sustain the uh, those attacks all the time after you know a tiring period for the napoli squad as well we expressed the doubts of how deep is napoli squad as well going into the season we'll see it in january when there is the africa cup of nation and gonna miss a couple of key players they drew two of the last four against Verona and Roma, but away from home, they are very solid, only two goals uh, conceded. So, you know, Spalletti coming back to San Siro, former interim manager, he will want not to lose this one. He will be probably content with a point, sitting deep, playing tight and, you know, hitting Inter on the break with Ossiman, Lozano. So Inter needs to be careful with this one under 2.5 goals. 215. You don't see many goals here. The gap is seven points right now. Uh, guys, also Pavel is going for under 2.5 goals. Tell us your predictions, of course, for this uh, partita. Scudetto, the best game of this match day. Inter uh, Napoli. Then let's go to Marassi, Genoa, Roma. And I'm very surprised to see these odds for Roma. Only 1.72 in this case because uh, probably the Mourinho effect is completely gone. Danny, as we said, they were defeated by Venezia, but was not only the, the only bad result so far. One victory in the last seven games. They are pretty terrible right now, considering stupid uh, goals. Uh, luckily for Roma, Genoa is not in a better form at all. Winless in the last nine with uh, six draws out of the last eight games. You see Roma again suffering? Uh, and not necessarily because I think Genoa has been one of the, again, one of the biggest disappointments of the season and they look in a in a mess, but they have a new man on the bench, Andriy Shevchenko, appointed a few days ago. So this will be the first game in charge for the former Ukrainian manager and the former Milan striker. Of course, Ukraine used to play possession football, attacking 4-3. We admired them during the qualification and during the Euros. 
Can he do that the same at Genoa straight away, which was a, a team that used to play very conservatively and defensively? Probably not. He will need a little bit of time. Let's see if he gives them a bit more confidence. Usually, you know, managerial changes that the, the player want to impress. They seem to be really out of touch with uh, Ballardini. By the way, Ballardini, I read a stats, was phenomenal. He managed 14 times or 14 teams in Serie A. He never completed a season. He was always either sacked or came at the middle of the season. Wow. He generally had money, yeah. good. I mean, it's good life. I think it's, I think it's a good life. Good money, yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Genoa have not won in eight games, three consecutive draws, but, you know, it's not a team that lacks a fighting spirit. We saw them against Empoli. They were outplayed. They managed to score in the very last minute, but they have injuries to deal with for this one. Crescito, Caicedo, Destro, Maksinovic, Van Outzen. So, you know, again, check the lineups as well before if you want to put a bet on this one. And then they host Roma, who's the team that creates the most chances in Serie A, but also is the team that missed them all. So if it was for expected goals, probably Roma would be in the top three, also unlucky. They hit the woodwork eight times. They were being unlucky also with some refereeing decisions against Venezia, against Juve, Mourinho tells us all about on media channels. But this is not an excuse because uh, sometimes you know, uh, obviously Roma look fragile and uh, the new formation that Mourinho tried, the 3-4-1-2, uh, Venezia benefit the striker, Abram and Shomudorov playing together was good. They helped each other, but he looked them uh, exposed in the midfield and he looked them, uh, you know, very weak when it was about uh, contrasting some of the counter-attacks that Venezia did. It's very difficult to understand where Roma is going because the stats tell you they are doing the right things. The numbers in the classification, in the, they tell you they are not, they lack probably a physical presence in midfield, a holding midfielder. That's what, what Mourinho will want. And they, not, they, they lack a commanding defender, so they cannot wait for Smalling to be back. However, I think they're going to be on the front foot. Roma is the team that takes more corner in Serie A. Uh, my tip last week was under uh, corner. I can handicap corner for Roma against Venezia, which obviously paid off because they took at least 10. If I don't remember, I lost count after a bit. Roma, Asian handicap corners, minus 2.5209. So basically, Roma needs to take three more corners than struggling Genoa. For you Danny. Dani and Alvaro, our experts also in the stats of corners. Uh, Pavel is going for Roma to win both halves. That actually pays a lot, 4.5. But this pays, is a lot, pal, pays a lot, pays a lot. Yeah, always a risky bet uh, the win both halves. But that's why the odds yeah. are very high. Then let's go to Verona in the Ventegodi. Verona, Empoli. Let's see. Uh, we were talking about the change of uh, the substitution of managers. In Genoa with Sepchenko, uh, maybe they have as much luck as Verona because uh, what Tudor is doing with Verona is amazing. They picked up a point in the Diego Armando Maradona against Napoli at home. They were able to beat Roma, Lazio or Juve recently. Danny, that's why the odds are quite low, 1.81. But be careful because Empoli is one of the best teams when they are playing away in the last five away games in Serie A. Four victories and only one defeat was in the Olympico in Rome. This is tricky. 
Why? Because I think Empoli is a very propositive team, is a team that, okay, defensively, they are not great. They concede a lot of chances. You know, the defensive organization is not fantastic, but they always trying to get players in shooting positions. In fact, they are sixth four attempts on goal. They already won four away games. None of them have been by luck. And they have a lot of interesting young players, Ricci, uh, Bandinelli. Then you go Henderson, Haas as well, who've been there a couple of seasons. So I think this is an interesting proposition. They're going to go and play on the front foot. Also because at the moment, Empoli are saved. So they don't really need to go to to, to, to go with for a point. They, 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 they can try. And they play a Verona team that, okay, is always entertaining. They are in great form. They are guaranteed, you're almost guaranteed a goal on, uh, on, on, on their games. Simeone is in great form, nine goals, one assist. They are direct. They are cohesive. Uh, they won the last four games at home, scoring 13 goals. But now they're going to play the small team. So they had a very tough, calendar so far. Now it's about playing the small teams. Is it going to be an advantage or a disadvantage for them playing teams that are going to weigh them? But probably not Empoli. We're going to see it from the next uh, next round of fixtures. Anyway, um, the stats sometimes tell you the story as well. Verona, they are third from bottom for attempts on target. Empoli are sixth, but Verona are the first team for conversion ratio. So basically, every time they shoot on goal, most of the time they score or they make the keeper do a save. Well, until it lasts. Uh, Tudor, will have, we might have to reinvent the midfield this time without Lazovic and Illich. Small injuries. Again, they might play. They might not. But please check the lineup as well. As I said, I smell a bit of a surprise here. Double chance. X2, 250, 214. Good, you go for Empoli then in the Ventegodi and the last game on Monday as well, Torino-Udinese and this is also very tricky in my opinion, both teams uh, have the same points, 14 in the table, Torino really favourite, odds uh, 2.2 and they face Udinese, we always say that they struggle to score Danny, but the last game they were able to beat uh, Sassuolo 3-2 and with Torino they lost against Spezia. We saw Belotti that is not in form. Also with Italy. That's why I'm not uh, sure that Torino is that favorite for this game. No, I wouldn't make Torino super favorite uh, for this one. Also because they will be uh, with uh, some absence as well. Rodriguez, Pride, and Saldi. As we said, Belotti is not in great form. He will play. Also some absence for Udinese, Arsdwan, Samir, Makengo. So, you know, it will be a bit of a makeshift formation for both. Torino are a bit inconsistent, uh, especially away from home. They lost the last three for 1-0. Um, at home, they're a bit better. In January, they definitely need uh, reinforcements. Uh, Juric has said they need a left-back, they need uh, a striker. Uh, they score 11 so far at home, uh, kept only two clean sheets. You can tell that the high press of Juric is working. This is a team that obviously presses much higher than last season. They tend to occupy the position in the opposition half. And they, in fact, it is a team that also doesn't concede you many chances. If you look at the keeper that has made the less saves in Serie A, it's Milinkovic Savic with only 19. Doesn't mean that he keeps many clean sheets. As I keep saying, I got it in my fantasy league. But it is true that he doesn't, he does really very occupied during the game. So they don't concede you many clear cut chances. Udinese, 
After all, yes, I know they won 3-2 against Sassuolo, but I still consider them a defensive team. It is a defensive team that can counter uh, well. Um, they set up to, to to stop you playing in their opposition half with you know uh, with the wing backs playing quite low, but they can, can they can counter because they go quick players like Pereira, De Lofeu, the same Molina, and create chances. With Sassuolo, finally they took the chances because that's the history of uh, of of, Sass- of Udinese most of the time. Now Gotti, uh, the, the history is that basically they create chances they don't convert. Gotti now is trying to play with a four. Two, three, one. Molina a little bit higher as a as a as on the right as a wing back, although he's a defender. So trying something uh, different there with Beto as the only striker. Look, I think because of the absentees, because of especially how Udinese are away from home, I can't see many goals on this one. So I'm gonna go under two goals, two thirty-two. So if it's one-one. Uh, 2 nil, nil nil, 0 uh, no sorry if it's 1-1 2 0-2 you don't lose your stake you win if it's obviously 1 nil, nil. exactly if we, see, if we see two goals you have your money back basically and if there are one goals or no goals you win your bet uh, Santa is going for a draw which I also think this is a good idea for this game. Then, Danny, we are seeing, by the way, this very nice uh, screen that we have now in our live videos. Amazing, yeah, with the Serie A logo and the Italian flag, which is always beautiful. Danny, let's uh, end up this video with something more beautiful like Yoraka. Okay, first of all, Kajindi was asking him, give us a bet on an over 1.5 goals. So I think as a good odds, you could go... Salernitana Sampdoria over 1.5 goals. I mean, check check the odds on odds speed, of course, the best odds updated uh, by the second. H Fiorentina Milan both to score, Sassuolo to win, Bologna Venezia over 2.5, Salernitana Sampdoria double chance 1x, Verona Empoli both team to score. You can see on the graphic total odds 13.72. Great. Danny, we can see right now your ACA for this weekend. I want to thank you, as always, to be uh, for being with us in the Serie A, analyzing this uh, 13th match day. Thanks, everyone, as well, for commenting. And you still have time and leave your tips or predictions in the comment section. And don't forget to click on the like and subscribe to our channel. Danny, see you next week. We have Champions League, Europa League, Serie A, everything. So see you very soon. Can't wait. Thank See you, you soon. Enjoy the football. Bye-bye.